Hello, and welcome to The Funny Thing About Yoga, where we talk all things yoga and maybe make you laugh a little bit. I'm Gianna Gambino. And I'm Bradshaw Wish. Enjoy the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I'm having so much fun. Hello, everyone. It's Bradshaw. And your favorite. That's me. If you didn't know, Gigi. Yeah, I guess we just have to make her feel better about herself. You know what I mean? She's like, am I your favorite? I'm like, you for sure are. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, I just want to I just want to say to everyone before we start, if you don't rate, review or subscribe with five stars that there will be held to pay, I will show up at your door. I will let your parents know your deepest, darkest secrets. You literally don't have time for any of that, but we that's just actually re- true. But we just really need you to rate. We we don't need you. We would love for you. We would yeah. love for you to rate, review, and subscribe because it would mean a lot to us because we deserve money. <laughs> and um this we podcast wanna- thing is interesting because right now. I don't know. I don't even know. We're not making money. No, No, honestly, honestly, it it just helps people find us and we would really appreciate it. It's really, really hard to monetize podcasts. So aside from that, we just want to show up in the search a little bit quicker than we do. So when you rate, review, subscribe, that helps us. Um, Gianna, how are you today? Oh my God. So I am doing fantastic. I have Rosie sleeping on my lap. She, Rosie's my little four pound Yorkie. That is the most gorgeous, beautiful. She's it's literally like when you see the dog, you're like, that's ignorant. Why? (laughs) Why is ignorant the word that comes to It's just so, it's so small. Like when you hold, like I have held that dog and I'm, I have to give it back to Gianna because I'm like, I'm going to break it. Yeah. But you also have cute aggression where you just want to like squeeze and kill things that are cute. (laughs) Literally, literally (laughs) like, I like my dog sees me and he's like, oh my God, here he comes. Here he goes. I know you like also. I don't know why you do this. You flip Tito, his dog. You always flip his ears like inside out and it bothers me. (laughs) Well, because I, okay. I like to like smell inside Tito's ears. Is that weird? Yeah. I don't like hearing that. Why not? I love the way it smells. I literally, I just like, it's you're grossing me out. No, it just smells so good. I want to eat. I want to eat his ears. Ew. I'm like, you go. Ew. Ew. I don't, you're, no one's going to listen to our podcast anymore. No, um, they are. Guys, if you, you understand, if you're listening and you have a dog and you have cute aggression with a dog, like you just want to, you just want, you just want every part of it. You just want to let you love it so much. Yeah, it's true. I do you often, what, do you just like think about Tito dying and cry? Gianna, we've talked about this. I literally I, have to talk about it in therapy. Okay, everyone, yeah, just, you know, I, talk, I think about my dog dying all the time. It's literally a problem. It's one of my obsessive thoughts. Uh, impulsive thoughts. Uh, Same what's the though. other, what's the other, what's the other term? Intrusive, intrusive, intrusive. intrusive yeah, definitely got a lot of those. So, uh, Same. Check. Check, uh, check, 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 <laughs> obsessive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I, I okay. think that no, sometimes I to... in Shavasana, I'm like, Oh my God, Rosie's going to die one day. 
and yeah, yeah. we just took we took a turn again somehow we always, always start with like death death, death. <laughs> no I have to talk my, my therapist is like do you think about the dog dying a lot and I was like constantly uh and she's like okay we have to she's like but it's the dog is still alive I go for now <laughs> I re- cause, well, because it's I relatable. Don't, I don't, this is no, relatable. it is. This is relatable. I also don't think I've ever loved uh, anything as much anything as, as much as I love or maybe my mom. Maybe my mom, but like Aww. besides that, like I literally no. I've I, I mean no. He's up there for okay. I shouldn't say that I love him more than humans in my life. <laughs> Why? I think I love Rosie more than anything else in the world. You're I like, you're like, I love my mom. I you're like, I love my dog. Can't stand my mom. <laughs> well, kidding. no, I was separated from Rosie for the last like four days. Cause I was dog sitting my sister's dog who is aggressive with Rosie. So I couldn't have them both. Um, but I got back to Rosie and I literally scooped her up and put her inside my sports bra. I like, had yeah, her talk about you talk about me smelling the dog's ears you're literally molesting your dog <laughs> i put her in my cleavage and i just walked around the house for an hour with her. <laughs> okay so just so everyone knows, not i am not the psychopath i'm not putting my dog in between my breasts <laughs> uh, this is actually was... a very very good segue when it comes it? to consent and hands-on assists which is okay. what we're talking about Ooh, today yeah today so we... do not take your students and put them in <laughs> <laughs> in all seriousness no. ooh, sometimes these podcast recordings are like Bradshaw and I get to catch up but today we are talking about hands-on assist and I think this topic is really broad and intriguing to both the yoga teacher and the yoga student and so I think we should talk about our experience as students first with hands-on assist because that's probably how we you know, experience hands-on assist before we started teaching, of course. Did you practice at a place, Bradshaw, uh, where you were receiving a lot of hands-on assist before your teaching career? Yeah, I also think the, yes, and the discussion of consent, hands-on assist, you know, touch has changed a lot in the past decade. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was very, very common in like 2010, I mean, like, you know, I don't know, let's say like 2007 to 2012 or 13 to receive a lot of hands-on assisting classes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think it, I think it's still really common. It just really depends where, where you're going and the yeah. teacher and the and, teacher and the teacher, of course, but the conversation around it has changed. It used to yes. be in my experience, like a no brainer, you go to a yoga class, you're going to be touched you know, Mm -hmm. that's just kind of, I always anticipated some form of Mm -hmm. physical touch because it was so commonplace, but now, um, well, I think it's progressed like somewhere around like 20, like 13, 14. That's when I started, uh, seeing teachers like ask for consent. If they did, they would be like, they'd put you in a child's pose and be like, Hey, if you want a hands-on assist today, give me a thumbs up or something. That's a little bit incognito, but really around the height of like me too, is when I think we, well, the yoga community had to get serious and address some, some major issues. Mm -hmm. And so before we get into the seriousness stuff, though, I want to know about your experience with receiving hands-on assistance. Oh, did yeah. You, did yeah, you like yeah, it? Did I you not like it? I, I've had both experiences. I've had really good hands-on assistance. I've had really bad ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think when 
well, when I was kind of in the height of my practice and quite bendy, um, I received a lot of bad hands-on assists because people would try to take me further into postures that was painful. Yeah. So, and then I would leave class and like the next day be in pain. Um, so mm-hmm. that hap- that definitely happened more than once. Uh, and then I received very, you know, gentle grounding hands-on assists. You know, I've received both. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's just been my, ex- you know, experience. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, I think um, I've always had a natural like proclivity towards being flexible, even though I, you know, was new to the practice, I would just had some natural flexibility. Um, and I was often, I think, I think targeted is the word I would use. I like, oh, this mm. person's like kind of bendy. Let me help them be even bendier. bendier. And that's, that's like a whole other thing is just like the um, emphasis on flexibility and like going deeper and mm-hmm. further. It's like that I didn't the question. At all. Yeah. yeah, I never questioned that in the beginning. I kind of questioned it. I question it now. I'm like, why do we need to go deeper? Why do I need more? Mm. Like is more better? And, you know, we can address that. But yes, I was often like targeted. It's like the person people wanted to assist because I probably yeah. could get into things. I just didn't know I could in the very beginning. And then sometimes it was like helpful, like you were saying, and it was felt supportive and it didn't take me past a certain threshold. And then other times it just was not helpful at all. Um, mm-hmm. Specifically, do I, you feel, I, oh, sorry. No, specifically like assists and twists would, yes, injure, would injure yes. me a SI, lot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Same, same, same. I've been like, it's, that's, I literally am thinking like of the assist that was painful was like, I was in a chair twist and someone mm-hmm. tried to like get me deep, deeper, quote unquote into it. And it fucking hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And then and also, not like a good hurt. Yeah. And then also Open sometimes, <laughs> sometimes when you're not expecting a hands-on assisting class, it could actually like disrupt your practice. Cause I remember like certain moments in like triangle pose or something and a teacher would come over and actually like knock me off balance while like mm-hmm. trying to like help. And I know that's, that wasn't their attention, but it, it was, it could be disruptive. So I've had the experience of like, oh, this is great. This is amazing. I actually feel more relaxed and supportive. And I also have had the experience of like, no, 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 no. And not actually know how to verbalize that in the moment. Do you think as, um, as a female identifying person that like when you have a male identifying person in the class giving you hands on assist, has it ever made you uncomfortable? Yes. That's the short answer. I've had some assists where I felt like maybe the male or the teacher, I shouldn't have the male, Mm. the male teacher that was assisting me was a little bit like their pelvis was too close to my body. Yeah. Um, and that made me uncomfortable. And so I think can I oh sorry before going into that further, I just want to like kind of issue a little bit of like a trigger, trigger warning, warning. Yeah. because I'm, I'm really sensitive to just making sure people know that we might talk about things that can be triggering. And so, um, that's not what all of this episode is going to be about. We want to talk about, you know, the pros and the cons and, and 
what we do in our teaching and all different aspects of hands-on assist, but we will let you know when something could be potentially triggering. Mm -hmm. I think uh, uh, to be, to be frank, I think a lot of this episode could be triggering if someone has trauma surrounding being touched. Uh, so this may not be the episode for you, which is okay. We have plenty of other episodes to listen to, but yeah. Well, I think we can go into more of the deeper or darker stuff in a different episode and entirely so that, mm. um, yeah, like a dark side of yoga episode, because, uh, there's a lot to explore there that I do not think we'll address at all in here, but we will be really mindful. And if anything else does come up, we will be sure to warn you hands-on assist can be kind of polarizing. Like I've had students mm. love it, love mm. it, love it, love it, love it. And I've had students be like, just so you know, I don't want to be touched. And I'm touched. like, I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I get that. Mm -hmm. Do you give hands-on assist in your classes now? I do not. And I know you do not either. I do not ever. No. If I'm teaching a private and I know mm -hmm. the person and I know their body and I think that um, they would benefit from an assist. I will give an assist, but I don't do it in public group classes. And um, yeah, I think we can talk a lot about why we don't. Mm -hmm. And we don't think that, you know, we, we, we recognize the many different ways people choose to teach. And I think there's a way to go about including assists in a way that will be um filled with consent and knowledge and care and support. And I think there's also very valid reasons to just not do that in your public group classes. Yeah. I don't do them in um, public group classes as well. I will sometimes do them rarely in a public class if we're doing some kind of aversion work where mm -hmm. like my like assist would be very helpful for someone, for example, getting into a handstand because I actually I think I'm really good at assisting postures like yes. that. Yes. So um, I am very verbal to the student and then verbal to the class. Like mm -hmm. if I, even if I have someone that I'm, uh, I will say to my students, I feel very comfortable assisting in this posture with your verbal consent. Like I literally like spell it out like this. Yeah. I will come over and give you a hands-on assist with your verbal consent. And then yes. I will go over and say, they're like, I want to assist. I'm like, do you, okay. I'm going to touch you. Like what I'll do is I'm going to grab your pelvis. This is where I'm going to grab, let them yeah. know where I'm going to grab. Uh, and then they're like, okay, that's totally fine. And then, then I'll do it. But it, it's, uh, um, definitely a, a, a rarity. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that like when it comes to privates and smaller group classes, it's just easier to get consent. It's easier to get a vibe on the person. It's easier to be like, Hey, do you want an assist? Um, yes. it's much more difficult in a class, let's say of like 50 people. One of the reasons I know at a lot of studios, they do like the, you know, the if you want an assist, here's a chip or a shell yeah. or whatever. <clears> For <throat> me, that's too much anxiety. Cause then I'm like, when I'm looking at like 50 mats, I'm like, do they have a chip? Do they not have a chip? It's for, it's just too much for me. I mean, I have other things to worry about in the class than to see if someone has a chip on their mat. So I just don't. Yeah. And then I'm like, I could be think they have a chip on their mat. And then it's like, there's so many people that it's actually the person next to them. I mean, like, you know, yeah. Me. Yeah, you would overthink that. Also, another thing about those chips is like the question of whether to allow students to opt in or to opt out. I think that there can be some form of anxiety that a student might face if they have their chip on like 
read or whatever, like do not touch me or whatever it is to opt out. Some people don't want to be seen when they opt out. So the chip conundrum for me is, is does that produce more anxiety for the student as well? And then one last thing, I think the reason why I, one of the reasons why I prefer to only assist in a private lesson versus in a group class is because I actually have a relationship with that person where I've seen their practice. I've been working with them for a certain amount of time and I can, and I know their history, their, both their history of injury, maybe a little bit of their history with trauma or their history with you know, just touch in general, um, in a yoga class. So, you know, I, I, I do a big like intake process before I work with someone privately. So I will know like what assists they do or do not like what will be helpful. I know their goals, what they're working on. And so that's something you don't know with just the average drop in way more intimate. Yeah. It's a way more intimate experience. Yeah. And there's definitely like regulars I know that come to my class and I'm like, I know this person, they're always in this class at this time. And I can really get to know their practice visually, but I haven't still had a conversation with them of Mm. like, you know, the things that I just talked about. I don't know like the, the backstory and the intake. I don't know if they've torn their ACL Mm. in high school or whatever it is. I'm just like throwing that out there. Yeah, I can agree more. But like, you, there are definitely like, let's say um, my Saturday nine o'clock class when there's a, you know, you know, there, it's a big class, my big, biggest class of the week. So on average, like 50 to 60 people, I would say a third of the room, I would feel very comfortable giving hands on assess because I know them. They come to my class all mm-hmm. the time. We have a rapport. I could talk to them like it wouldn't like they know that it's not coming from a weird place. They know me. I know them, blah, blah, blah. But I don't because then I don't want other people who have never been to my class think, well, I want a hands on assist. Why is he just giving them to these people? Totally. Yeah. So I just, I, it's, it, there's too, to me, there's just too much. What's the word that I'm looking for, Gianna? Like pressure um, or too many factors to consider? There's too many factors that it's just yeah. not worth it. That Like the factors yeah. at like the, the amount of things that are, can be problematic and annoying outweigh yeah. me even doing it. Well, you know what? You just brought up something that you took me back into a time machine because I remember like when I was really, really green as a student, being like feeling like special or chosen if I was, if I was assisted and then feeling like sad if I weren't. And so uh-huh. you're like, why did so-and-so get a million assists? And I didn't. And I'm like, now I am so disconnected from that line of thought. Yeah. I don't think like that at all anymore. Cause mm-hmm. I prefer, I honestly prefer not to be touched in my mm-hmm. practice right now. Mm-hmm. Um, she prefers to be kissed on the lips. That's that's your only. <laughs> she prefers the teacher to actually come over and kiss well, her on the lips and just well, like, kiss her and go, "Good job, baby girl." How terrifying would that be? First of Can all, you imagine like going to yoga class and the teacher's kiss like instead of a hands on okay, like in first warrior one. I said we'd issue a trigger <laughs> warning, and you were taking this down the like, road. Like, literally, like you're like, what class? Like, I'm sorry, I'm just thinking of this as like an SNL skit where like yeah. they're in warrior one and like the teacher just goes over and kiss them is just like I must say, great work. <laughs> You're stupid. You're so stupid. Oh, that is so stupid. Okay. But um, you guys, I also have to say, because I noticed like Bradshaw and I will say like silly things that make each other laugh. And it's 
knee jerk reaction for me to call him stupid and vice versa. But we, <laughs> yeah. it's like a term of endearment it's a, with we us. Love each other. And we, like, I know she's stupid. So it's not like anything. <laughs> it's like we're aware that and she's I not like smart. when he kisses my neck in a yeah, way or two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, I prefer a French kiss in, in Shavasana. Um, <laughs> okay, wait a second. Okay, 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 okay. We're going to get on topic. Another thing that I'm thinking about too, G. Yeah. Is, again, like the the dynamic of like me being a male presenting person, even yes. though I'm gay, even mm-hmm. though I'm gay, that doesn't matter. It still can be very triggering for someone. I agree. And also you have a lot of male presenting gay students that you would have a dynamic with. Yes, yes, yes. That would also maybe um, take it, take it like, oh, this is weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah. I think you have a student base that you know, reflects who you He's are attracted as a person. To me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How are we going to have a serious conversation? <laughs> Sorry, with all I'm these side, side quips. Um, <laughs> I want to make one other point about the group setting. Um, for me, I have a hierarchy of how I assist in a group setting. First and foremost is verbal cues. Like verbal cues are an assist. And if you're, if you, I think the most powerful assist, I agree. But if for some reason, those verbal cues are not landing, then I will like actually like go over and, and point or mime or whatever you want to say. Like if I'm like, put your hand under your shoulder and no one's putting their hand under their shoulder, I might like walk over to them and like point to the spot where I say, like, move your hand here, you know? So like that kind Mm -hmm. of uh, secondary verbal assist where you actually like kind of show and like lead. And then a third assist is bringing over a prop Mm. and, and kind of showing them how to use a prop. So those are like my three big assists before I would ever even resort, resort to a hands-on adjustment. So it would be verbal cue pointing and showing, and then the use of a prop, like bringing a prop, showing how to use the prop. Those are super helpful ways to assist your students without laying your hands on their body. Mm-hmm. I would also like to say that I can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> well, I could say one more thing, because I think after those three things, if you feel like it's absolutely necessary for a, a physical touch assist, always get consent. If there's no like chips out or things like that, you can just say, you know, may I, you know, may I help you here? And like mm-hmm. Bradshaw said, I prefer being a little bit more detailed of like, I'm going to place my hand here. Like I prefer to kind of narrate that. So there's no, um, even though they might agree to assist, there's no like misconception about like, mm-hmm you know, all of a sudden your pelvis is on the, their mm. backside or anything like that. Like you tell them what's going to happen, but that's also yeah. really hard to do in the group class when hard. you're leading a room, you're holding space for multiple bodies at the same time. It kind of takes away from that group experience when you start mm-hmm. to individualize to one person. And I, you know, to get a little vulnerable here to you, I get really nervous. It's definitely something that I, like I have a lot of anxiety about ever being perceived as being inappropriate, sexually yeah. inappropriate with a student or like 
touching someone that doesn't want to be touched in a certain way. That gives me a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just never, the I have a big fear of ever being perceived like that, you know, in this industry that can, again, there's a, this, it, this is such a, a gray topic in so many ways. Yeah. And I think you said it before as like a person that, you know, you're, you're, in the yoga room, you're probably the minority as a male presenting person. Like there's going to be, you're going to be outnumbered in most Mm -hmm. of your classes, especially because you get really big classes. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a valid concern. You don't want to assert any form of dominance Mm -hmm. and be perceived in a way that's not aligned with your intention. So Mm -hmm. being really intentional, being really communicative, or if it's just like, I'm not doing this in a group class, then I think that's okay. And I think that, um, yoga teachers might feel a pressure to have to assist. And I think we want to also kind of alleviate if you're putting that pressure on yourself that like, you can still be a really great teacher and not, assist. and not give hands on assist. Totally. Yeah. Have you ever had someone who just loves assists like so much? I had, I had someone that they shall not be named, uh, who used to take my Voldemort. class and- yeah. yeah, Voldemort, which what we use when we we have a teacher's too, we will not name that want that would literally like during class ask for hands on assist and like yes. be like, oh, I want an assist, like assist. And I'm like, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Wait, did I tell I should save this for my funny story, but I'm just gonna say it. So I used to teach at this place that instead of like chips, they had literally like a pamphlet, like a brochure looking piece of paper. And they were in this like card rack at the back of the room. So I started teaching class and, oh, I should say what those pamphlets said. So these pamphlet pieces of paper would say, yes, I want an assist. And so I started teaching class and this person had never been to my class before at all. So they don't know that I'm not a very touchy person. And I, you know, I'm warming up my class. I think I was maybe like, seven to 10 minutes in. Cause we're like now starting to approach salutation section and they get off their mat. They stop practicing. They walk to the back of the room where these pieces of paper are in the card rack pamphlet. They, oh, yeah, I remember they, they grab the paper that says, yes, I would like hands on assist. And then they go back to their mat and place it right down on the mat. So it's like, Yep. I, I saw you leave your mat and go across the room to grab that. And I'm still not going to touch you. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I just that is saw you. so fucking weird. I just like, I just saw your face for the first time in my life. And that is so weird. Yeah. And then they commented and it was, um, do you tell someone, me to fuck off? That's what I would say. No, fuck no, no. Off. Then after class, they like asked me about why they're like, I put the piece of paper. Why didn't I get an assist? I was like, what did you say? I had to oh, get into making this. making me angry. I want to like literally push this person. <laughs> I want to physically assault this person. I'll give you a hands on assist. <laughs> that was a punch in the face. <laughs> um, I, I had this conversation. It was like, I've never seen you before in my life, in my mm-hmm. yoga classroom. I am not about to start, you know, tweaking your body. And what did he say? Or they say? Well, they're... They are, um, he, I can use he, him pronouns, very well-known massage therapist in the area. So we actually had like a, 
a huge discussion about touch. And he, and so, yeah, we did. Didn't. He, did he, did he hear you? Yeah. But we did not see eye to eye. eye, to eye. Yeah. I'll just yeah, say yeah. that. Of course. Uh, a man's like, no, you can touch whoever you want. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> um, but you know what, this kind of, um, this made me think of something else, which is the type of assist that I do give or will give even you know, on the, in the one-on-one setting is never to push past physical limits. I prefer to give supportive assists that just make you feel into, uh, a, maybe a specific area of your body or maybe help you feel more relaxed. For example, if you are, uh, I don't even know which example to breathe. If you're holding a pose, let's just say you're like holding something for a long time, you're concentrating your breathing. Maybe I come over and like put my hands on the back of your scapula and just like tell you to bring your awareness right there and to like soften you know, but I'm not like shoving your shoulders down or I'm not like pulling your arms out long or like, it's more of like a a point of touch to allow you to bring awareness to that space. Or maybe Mm -hmm. in Shavasana, I can, you know, kind of do that catwalk, like Mm -hmm. the paw to paw side to side around the armpit, armpit chest area. That's like a nice, like, this just feels good. More like massagey type of thing. Um, but I'm never going to like crank your spine into your deepest twist. Well, I mean, that, that brings up, that's the point that I couldn't remember. And now it's coming back to me because you mentioned this when someone's like, well, they can't get into it without the assist. I'm like, well, then they shouldn't get into it. Yeah. That's my point. Like, like, oh, well I can get into it. If you push me there, I'm like, well, you're obviously not ready to be there because your body's not there and -hmm. putting just load and pressure on top of it. And just like, like I, I see this a lot in Ashtanga. Yeah. You know, I do see, and this is just, you know, let's call a spade a spade. I see a lot of these assists in Ashtanga where I see, I've seen people get assists and I'm like, that looks like it fucking hurts. Yeah. And I just don't. So it, like the, the intensity of it, like it just, to me, it, it completely negates the point of what I view my mm-hmm. view of yoga is, which mm-hmm. is just like being kinder to yourself, arriving where you're at. I think the challenge is good, but if you have mm-hmm. to crank someone's arms so they can then interlace their hands, I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's, um, there is a point where it's just like, okay, I, I want to like say what I'm thinking in a more articulate way. You and I both really prioritize or, um, emphasize like a functional range of motion and engaging muscles in a way where like you can use your muscles to bring your bones into that shape. For example, you were talking about a chair twist, using your arms to like shoving your elbow against your knee to like crank your spine into the twist. Yes. That's going to help you twist. But what happens when you just, let's just say you don't put your elbow to the outside of your opposite knee and you just try to use your obliques to make the twisting motion, your side core well, this is, muscles, this is you literally and- strength over leverage. So it's either like, do you have the strength to get there or are you using leverage to get there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we, we, we see the value of both. Like Mm. oftentimes when I'm teaching twists, I will always teach 
a, um, engaged twist. And that's what I'm calling is like, just use your muscles to twist mm-hmm. and the first time around, and then maybe give the option to let your arms help out the, the contraction that the muscles are making. So not to do the movement with just the force and the momentum, but to actually engage while you're there first and foremost. Yes. That makes sense. That, that makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, you know, it's, it's funny, G. I like when we're talking about this topic, just because it's been so long since that. And again, I just want to be very honest. I used to give a lot of hands on assist when I first started teaching, probably a lot mm-hmm. of bad ones. Um, but I've, it's been so long since I've given hands on assist. We're talking years, maybe three or four years, maybe mm-hmm. longer than that. Um, that it's just to me not even a part of the practice it seems like anymore yeah you know like just it just seems so far removed and I forget Mm -hmm. that for a lot of people this is like a very this is commonplace like hands-on assist are commonplace and I'm like Mm -hmm. wow I never even think about it but the other thing is and like I say this in a joking manner but also I'm serious which is I'm not getting paid enough like the liability is much too high for the Mm -hmm. return Right. So, uh, it, uh, my pay grade is under me putting my hands on someone and that's just the kind of, for me, the beginning and and the end of it. And also sometimes I think energetically, and you know, I don't get very like, Ooh, energy, energy, (laughs) but I will about the hands on assist. Like, I think that sometimes if someone is feeling tense or anxious or, and putting my hands on them, that can exhaust me as a teacher. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's, um, it's below my paid grade or above my pay grade below. Yeah. 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 So I get what you're saying. And also I think that way about teachers who will like give massage assists, I, although I might love it. I'm like, are you getting paid enough for this? Mm-hmm. But some people I think just like to touch other people. And I, I say that also not in a creepy way. Like yeah. I, like some people just love their affectionate or like they love, they love to touch and be touched. Um, and, and care very, for others and care for others in a very platonic way. That's not weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and, and it, for a lot of some people, I think it fuels them. Yeah. Um, and I think that to be fueled by a certain touch for me, it's a very specific person mm-hmm. like me or myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> um, okay. So let's talk about, let's kind of like recap some of the thoughts we just kind of went through. So I think that it's not right or wrong to assist. It's going to be a personal decision for everybody. And I think you should be confident in the decisions that you make, whether you give assist or you don't give assist. And if you do decide to give assist in your public group yoga classes, I would some form of consent. Yeah, I would recommend first and foremost, obviously consent, get that consent in a respectful way. Get that consent. (laughs) Yes. Hey, it's me. And get that consent. (laughs) (laughs) Get consent. And then I, I mean, I like my little hierarchy checklist. I like Like, that too. Like, can you do it verbally? Can you like point and or demo or show, or can you assist by bringing a prop? So like run through that checklist. And then if you absolutely need to put your hands on the body, kind of guide them through it. 
don't be creepy. I know that sounds weird, but there's a way to touch when you touch someone to not have like creepy fingers. Do you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? See, I, like, you, know you don't want to be like if I'm getting grabby. Assist, if yeah. I'm getting assist, I don't like um like soft touch. Okay. So what do you want? Like a friggin' slap? Like, I don't like hands just like place. No, I want, no, I, <laughs> yeah. When I can assist, I prefer to be hit across the face. To be roughed up a little. Yeah. Roughed up. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Sally O'Malley and I'm 50 years old. I like to kick, stretch and kick. Oh my goodness. Okay. I think what you're saying is too, like when they're too, too soft, soft to touch. It can be creepy, but it could also be like you can feel the intimidation or the lack of um, confidence in the yes. assist. And yes. I wouldn't want to be physically manipulated by someone who wasn't confident in what they were doing. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a there's a way to touch. And it's it's a shame that we can't have a visual right now because I do think I'm kind of good at this where you cannot be gropey with your fingers, but you can still have like a firm, strong presence. And then you could also not be forceful in that. I feel like I just said that weird, but, um, yeah, so there's a way to do it. So if you're going to do it, there's a way to do it. And then you really have to be in tune with the student's breath and with their, um, range of motion and their resistance. And I would just encourage anyone who physically assists to not push your students past a point of, um, you know, where their own body wants them to be at that moment in time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Should we talk a little bit about assists that like our experience with assists that we've really liked or disliked or. or sure. I mean, I love a good Shavasana assist. And I think everyone does. I love like, you know, a good, like pull on the neck a little bit, a lot, like that sense of being elongated. Mm -hmm. I like, I like my legs moved, I like, you know, just like lengthen and out. I, lo I love that assist. I really, really do. Um, do not like twist assists. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Doesn't yeah. feel good for me. Um, that's it. Yeah. Can I, I'll talk about a twist assist that I actually got like two weeks ago. It was, it was not the worst twist assist in my life, but it was just not good. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Um, this person who assisted me in a twist was, let's just say I'm twisting to the right. They had their hand around my left arm and to like push me into the twist, they were just moving my arm and you don't twist from the arm. So I'm like, why are, are they, you know, shoving my humerus <laughs> to the right mm -hmm. and making my arm and like, just feel all out of place when the twist comes from the middle of your spine. So it really was just like, no, you don't just help someone twist by like shoving their arm in that direction. I think this leads to a point of just like, you really need to understand anatomy and like, and biome biomechanics and how the body moves. If you're going to try to help someone get into a shape, I was just, once that assist happened, um, I later on in the practice, once we got to a pigeon pose, they wanted to, they like came over to me and they were about to put their hands on me again. And I talked about, you know, I have hip injuries right now, mm -hmm. but I was like, I stopped them. I was like, no, I was like, I'm sorry. I don't want to be assisted in this pose. I was like, are they already like, didn't know how twists work. I'm not going to mm -hmm. let them mess with 
my hips that are injured. So I think this, this is like, well, that, I mean, that's a whole other topic, which is like, well, we've already kind of covered it, but like, you don't know someone's injury. You can't look at someone and be like, oh, they have really bad hip pain. Like you fucking don't know. Yeah. And that's what I think this is, this is kind of a good point to talk about. Like I've had enough years of us as a student, I've been practicing Mm -hmm. on, you know, on and off since I'm 17, I'm, I'm double that right now. Um, so like, yeah, you're 35. No, I'm older than that, buddy. How old are you? Um, (laughs) You never ask a lady her age. No, what are you, 36? Yeah. Um, Thanks. Thanks for airing out my my age. But I think I think I literally can cannot be mistaken for someone a day older than 24. No, literally when I talk about, you know, (laughs) know how hard it is for me me to keep my hands off Gigi as a business partner. (laughs) I see her and I just want to I'm like, wow, look at that young 24 year old. And I um, question guys or a guy shouldn't say guys question everyone listening. (laughs) <laughs> do you think that Gianna and I would make cute children? Because this is something I think about often. Yeah. Sometimes you hold me against your body and we <laughs> stare at our reflection in the mirror and you said, I would have babies with you. And yeah, I'm like, okay, I- this is not professional business partner <laughs> chatter. And you're like, no, that's why I'm saying it to you is because we are business partners. <laughs> no. Okay. So. <laughs> So to get back to what I was saying, like I've been practicing for long enough. I've had enough experience to know that like in the beginning of my practice, I used to not speak up because of the intimidation. I used to like put the yoga teacher on a pedestal and be like, oh, yeah, they know you, you a lot. Yeah. And so now I'm like, hell no. Like I know, like I know what I know and I think I know a lot and I'm like, but I also don't know everything and I can admit my shortcomings and I mm-hmm. will never like assert any sort of like authority over anyone else's body in my yoga room. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know why I didn't speak up in the past when I would get a cyst that actually injured me, but now I'm just like, I'm quick to be like, sorry, don't want to assist here. Like, please. Mm -hmm. And, and I think though, teachers need to remember that it is really hard for students to speak up sometimes. And so to just be conscious of that. Like not everyone speaks up in the moment. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that gets like, I'm touching upon a little bit of like, um, power dynamic, but I think we briefly mentioned in the beginning, like the me too movement brought a lot of, um, attention and awareness. And I think, positive change for not abusing power dynamics in the yoga room. I know it still happens. I know there's, there's, you know, scenarios that are still confusing. And, um, this can be part of like trigger warning. I've heard a lot of different stories about people who are just don't understand some of the power dynamic or struggles they've had with certain teachers in the yoga room. And so it's easy to get abused. It's easier to, you know, be taken advantage of. Yeah. And I would encourage, you know, conscious teachers to be aware of that. And then I would encourage students to know that you have agency, you should, you know, speak up, you should assert boundaries and, um, 
Yeah. Like, like, for example, like I've had students come over to me at the beginning of class and be like, just so you know, I have a knee injury and I really like, can't have any assist. And if I don't do something you're queuing, it's not personal. And I'm like, yes, great. I'm so glad mm. that, you know, you know, your body and, and thanks for telling me, like, I wasn't going to touch you anyway, but like, thanks for yeah. telling me. Yeah. Remember I told you, uh, uh, and on the episode with Margo, I talked about the assist where, you know, standing on the hips in Supta Varasana. Yes. Yeah. Like, so I've had that experience, is insane. experiences. And for those of you who didn't listen to that episode, I was in Supta Varasana, which is, um, a quad stretch. And it was in a Bikram class where you kind of lay down with your feet alongside your hips. So your knees are super, super bent. And the teacher is like stood on my hips and just like pointed at me and yelled at me. And thankfully, I have to say, I don't see things like that nowadays. I think that is one positive change that, you know, I've seen in my experience as a student. I haven't seen like super um, aggressive or like reprimanding assists lately, but that's kind of like the world I, I came into when I first first started yoga. And so that was probably my worst assist. And then my favorite or best assist are, I agree with you. I really prefer like really grounding supportive assists. And I think kind of like massage which is like, that's not really, that's a whole different skill. Like yoga teachers are not massage therapists, but you know, I do like a little massage, massage assist in Shavasana, like maybe on the neck or like I said, the armpit chest area, the little cat paws. So again, it's just, it's like literally a difference of like grounding someone in a posture or pushing them deeper. Yeah. Pushing them deeper usually isn't the way to go. Grounding them, making them feel more in their bodies and the posture something that feels very grounding and good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I think just, that, yeah. Yeah, well, I think that we covered it all. I think that we did a really, really, really good job. And I think that out of all the podcasts I've listened to, this is, this is the best. You know what I, you know what I think? What? That your attention span. Yeah. Is (laughs) is like really, you talk about what I need to address in therapy. I'm going to encourage you. Oh, encourage me. Encourage me. Let me hear it. Yeah. Freaking work on it. (laughs) My attention span is fine, (laughs) Gigi. Um, well. You know what I like to say? A, D, D. Every, we can, we me. can't no 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 we can't just sing that every episode and give you a free pass <laughs> either up your medication or don't make these commitments <laughs> i actually need to take my 40 milligrams of prozac i think i forgot to take it yesterday um okay. and if there are like maybe you have a questions about assists that you give in like certain postures let us know you can always ask us those questions we'll be more than willing to answer them don't forget that we do that segment where we answer questions so like be open be honest and let us know because we'll we're more than willing to have a conversation with you as mm-hmm. long as you don't touch us <laughs> okay i have a good cancel explore commit for you okay 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 a neck and head kind of and and chest shavasana assist a foot massage and let's just say like a very very supportive like think restorative style supta konasana with all the props but no physical touch yeah get rid of that you're getting rid of that. You're canceling. Yeah, yeah I want, and I want to, um, um, 
explore the facade. <laughs> sounds like kinky. I know. Well, it is kinky. <laughs> it really is. Are you kinky? Are you secretly kinky? I'm not answering that. Okay. Are you? So you're married. I think I'm you're kind of kinky. I don't and I'm think anyone cares. No one wants the, to know. Actually, guys. Okay. So I'm kinky. And let me just yeah, tell them, you. tell them your fetish, Bradshaw. Gianna knows. Or else I will. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> tell them or I will. Um, okay. Ooh. So you're, you're committing. Why? I'm like, why am I so turned on right now? <laughs> you're committing. I'm committing to the, to the head, neck massage. Yes, head yes, and neck yes. massage. Okay. I'm, I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing with you. Thank Actually, you. but you know what? I'm not agreeing with yeah, you. Yeah, because you're going to keep. No, I'm, I'm canceling the foot massage. Yeah, 100%. And I'm exploring the soup to bottom. for you. Well, actually, it's it, this leads to my funny story, but are we ready for that? Or are we going to did you Or did you have one more point? Yeah, go. <laughs> okay, What's so the, the story? The funny thing about yoga. We should have like a little jingle for this. The, I got one. The funny thing. <laughs> the funny thing about <laughs> When when you whisper, we don't hear it in the okay, microphone. So I have to like tell you this funny story. You're so annoying. Uh, okay. You. Once upon a time, I used to practice at this place where every Sunday they had a giant class. It was like the go-to class, a hundred plus people. The teacher, you know, owned the studio and whatever. So. I would often receive like a very, very good foot massage <laughs> in my Shavasana during this big class, a hundred people. And <laughs> they must really, they must really like your feet. It was really like my feet. And I was like, I have to be honest. I was like, it's like one of those assists where you, it was like, and did I just pay the extra like 15 for the extra like foot massage in my pedicure, like 15 minutes, $15 sort of thing where I want to like peek my eyes open. Second time it happened to me. I was like, is the teacher massaging my feet? Like I had no clue what was happening. And so one time I opened up my eyes. I was like, I need to see. You're like, it was the student next to me. <laughs> well, okay. Actually. It wasn't the student next to me, but it wasn't the teacher. It was this like random guy I've never seen before. No, no, what? <laughs> yes, hold on. You hold. never told me this. I know I never told you this story. So I like went up to the other owners, like, who is that person who's like, and I, I like pointed, it's like, who is that person? And they're like, oh, that's the teacher's son. And I was like, oh, okay, does he work here? And like, yes like he teaches a class on Tuesday and I was like oh but does he like assist during this hundred person class and she was like no why and I'm like because he's been giving me Gianna 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 that is actually fucked up that's actually fucked <laughs> what did the owners say? I can't breathe. I feel sick. And so I told her. So this is, this is you know, the, the the people who own the studio were a married couple. The guy would teach, the woman would do all the admin at the front desk. So I was talking to her about it. She's like, oh yeah, that's his son. And I was just like, oh yeah, he's been giving me foot massages. And she was like, 
he does that when he teaches. I think that, you know, he's just, you know, helping people out or whatever, but she like admittedly was like, yeah, it's a little weird. Like I know he does that while he teaches. Um, and then fast forward, like I once brought my younger sister to this class and then I, he massaged her feet too. I didn't get the foot massage. My sister did. (laughs) I actually can't. I actually cannot. This is the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my entire life. You're like, and then I was really upset. And I said, why the fuck didn't I get the foot massage? You piece of shit. Yeah. But here's the other thing in retrospect, it's not okay. It's totally not okay. It actually, it, it makes me laugh because it's it, the, so of, bad of the absurdity of this yeah. situation but yeah no it's actually not okay um, so what's your funny story can you top that to, yeah i don't know that's pretty fucked up and funny um the, <laughs> i'm just trying to think of like a funny story that like um oh I'll, I'll uh i don't <laughs> i'm trying to think of like an assist um funny story well, one time I assisted a girl, I went to like give her an assistant Shavasana and she literally got up and goes, what's up? <laughs> she just, you like scared her. She didn't like, know what's going I, on. She was just like, why are you touching me? Which makes total sense, you know, yeah. she, she didn't know, but she like literally sat, like sat up during Shavasana. She's like, what's up? Like we're going to like, I like tapped her to have a conversation. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, there are some people, I know that's a specific scenario but it's happened to me before where like some people just want to have a conversation during class you ever get those people time. who, who I, yeah, are like this is a one-way conversation baby <laughs> they're like am i doing this right can you look at me and i'm like i'm literally teaching 100 <laughs> percent. it's in the 100%. microphone honey you got to talk in i mic. got it 100 um 100 percent. i but b- before we end this episode i just want to remind people to rate review subscribe and if you don't there will be hell to pay also, we're going to Nicaragua. There's only two rooms left, a dorm room for eight people. So six you, people, six people, <laughs> 900 people. Wait, can I just say that? And like, I literally don't Brad, even know where Brad, we're going. Bradshaw will, will get like 90% of like the facts, the facts right about anything that we do yeah. ever. So yeah. the, the dates for Nicaragua is February 24th through March 2nd of 2024. So yes, it is a ways away, but we have an early bird discount going on right now. So the sooner you sign up, the more affordable the trip is and prices will go up after June 1st. Yes. So we would love for you to come. Um, yeah, and- you, if you do come, you can anticipate a lot of this hilarious banter, but also really great yoga classes twice a day, all of your meals, a massage. That's not creepy. Uh, a surf lesson, a catamaran cruise options to go on like jungle tours or play frisbee golf or go hiking it's in, and so on. Just look up San, San Juan del Sur. It is yeah. San Juan del Sur. Well, I'm, I'm surprised you even knew where it was. Well, it's good. well, because someone asked me recently and I go, San Juan del Sur. And they're like, oh yeah. I'm like, yeah, I think that that is right. That is right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know which I literally, if I had to point onto a map, no idea, but I've been there twice. Wait, uh, this is a funny story. Side tangent, Bradshaw and I we had an issue flying to Nicaragua the first year because of all the COVID testing. So we like last minute rerouted Another story. Yeah. Rerouted to Costa Rica and, and the airport in Costa Rica that that's 
pretty close. It's called Liberia. And I was like, okay, so we're just going to go to Liberia instead. And Brad's just like, but isn't that in Africa? <laughs> I was like, we, we have to go to Africa. <laughs> and I was just like, just, just stop. Like, just follow me. What was me. I thinking okay. of? I was I thinking but, of Libya? Yes. But Libya is in the Middle East, isn't it? It's technically Africa. Okay. Well, it's been so great today. <laughs> and thank you all for coming. Um, and I just want to say that we love you. And I'm thank you all so now. much for listening. This has been a really great podcast. Until next time. Thanks. Bye. My loneliness is killing me. And I, I must confess, I still believe, still believe. Thank you. Bye, motherfucker.